It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Hey everyone, welcome to Seeking Witchcraft. It's me, Ashley, and today we have a bit of a sensitive topic that we're going to be talking about. It's going to be on the term of baby witches and why this phrasing is not very favorable in the witchcraft community. But to help me talk about this episode, I have some guests on, so feel free to introduce yourself. Hi, my name is uh, Kim Gardner. I am a Gardnerian initiate. I've been initiated for uh, roughly about 15 years, a little over 15 years, and been running a coven for roughly eight years at this point. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Kim, for coming on. I definitely appreciate your insight that you're going to be able to put into this. Yeah, thank you. All right, guest number two. And that's me, Tiana, back again. We got Tiana from the astrology series. (laughs) Yep, that's me. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming back on again. And then we have one final guest. Hello, it's me again, Azazel. (laughs) <laughs> yes, Azazel from also the Misconceptions and Wiccan Witchcraft episode with Tiana as well. So cool. Thank you guys so much for coming on, everyone. I'm really excited. And uh, let's get into this. So before we start the big discussion, I have a huge disclaimer for this episode. So I'm just going to go through this whole thing <laughs> and then we're going to go from there. So the first thing is that I want to stress that this episode is strictly about an opinion. I have no doubt in my mind that some people are going to completely agree with what I'm saying, but that others are going to absolutely 100% not agree with anything that is said in this episode. And that is fine. And if you do agree, if you don't agree, I would love to know your opinion. So after this episode, definitely feel free to hit me up on social media. I'll give my information at the end and let me know what you think. But I am asking for you to give this a chance to hear it with myself and my guests have to say about this topic before you form an opinion. And I want to make a very clear distinction before we begin as well. When I am speaking about the term baby witch, I am not dissing somebody who's a beginner on their journey or just starting out. We all start out as beginners and I'm still learning much myself. What I'm strictly talking about is the actual literal phrase baby witch and what the connotations of using this word entails. And one other specifier, you are absolutely free to call yourself whatever you damn well please. I am not in the business to tell another person how to live their life or how to refer to themselves. If using this term is what you feel describes you the best and makes you happy, then you do you boo, live your best life. (laughs) I'm just here to explain my opinion on the phrase and to share some insight on how this phrase may be perceived by others, especially in a negative way. And that goes into the fact that being a baby implies that you're incapable of figuring out something on your own, but you're not. And I feel that a lot of people don't give themselves the credit that they deserve. And it's upsetting to see so many people relinquishing their own power and confidence when they refer to themselves as this. The vast majority of people getting involved in witchcraft or Wicca are those who are old enough to make decisions on the direction of their life whether you're 16 or 66. Okay, (laughs) the term baby witch implies that you're expecting to be coddled and held during the entire process and told exactly what to do at all the time. And believe me, there are plenty of predatory people out there who are more than willing to take advantage of this. 
physically, emotionally, and especially financially. Now, if you're sitting here thinking, well, I call myself a baby witch because it's cute and I don't want to think of myself as relinquishing, or I don't think of myself as relinquishing my confidence or power when I use it. I just like the term. Well, I'm here to tell you that while this might be the case, again, (laughs) I'm having this episode to explain that many, many people in the community see this or see those who use this phrase as that way. And I wanted to bring it to people's attention so that they're aware of the connotations behind it while they use it. So that's kind of my little schmeal on it. I don't know whoever wants to jump in next on their thoughts. All right. So, I mean, my opinion of it is, like you were saying, like it's, it's, it's a term that it does it in a, in a sense, relinquish your power. Because my opinion of it, like even when I started out and I was like 12 when I started out, and I guess I would be considered a baby or whatever, but, you know, I was a teenager. I was still able to make the decision to, you know, choose this to be my spiritual path going forward into the future. And I feel like if you're at that decision, if you're at that point in your life where you feel like you can make that decision, you know, you're not a baby anymore. You're not somebody who is completely unable to figure things out for themselves. And my opinion of it mostly is like, you're a witch, no matter how much information you have, no matter how much experience it is that you have. If you feel like this is your practice, if you like, if you feel like this is right for you, then you're a witch no matter what. And I think too many of us really focus on, oh, who's experienced and who's intermediate or who's a beginner, that we never really realize that, you know, we're all beginners in some aspect, in some form to certain topics. Like I'm a complete beginner in certain um, aspects of the craft that I just, I never felt to to start into. That doesn't necessarily make me a, a baby in that in that sense. It's just, I have a lack of information. And so I need to gain information to to better myself. But yeah, so far that's that's uh that's my opinion on it. I definitely agree with what you're saying. A, a lot of thoughts that I have that are like definitely a similar line, but also too, I think I think it can be kind of dangerous. Like it's almost like you're giving away your personal license to someone else, and in a way, it can think. I feel like it can be like a red flag for someone else. Like if someone sees you and they are a predatory person, it's like putting up a flag of like, I'm easily led. Maybe not, that might not be true, but I think that for some people it can put that sort of connotation on themselves unintentionally because they're sort of saying like, I don't know a lot and therefore I'm open to advice, which is great. But at the same time, it can leave you open to people kind of preying on that aspect of you, like your ignorance or um, just lack of knowledge or whatever. And so someone can come in and be like, you know, this is the what you need to do. And it might be, you know, it might be helpful on one end, because of course, like, I think in this community, there are a lot of really helpful people that are willing to help people out and teach them and whatever, lead them in the right direction. But then there are also other people who would, you know, maybe give you the wrong advice or tell you that you need to do things that maybe you don't need to do, or that can be potentially harmful. And that's, I guess that's one of the reasons why I don't really agree with the term. You know, it's sort of like, again, giving away your own personal license, like infantilizing yourself um, and putting yourselves maybe lower than other people unintentionally. Maybe you don't think of yourself that way, but, you know, putting a flag on yourself, like a red flag of, hey, I'm here and I'm new. And like, you know, people might take advantage of that. 
Yeah, I completely agree with both of you, especially around the topic of, or the subject of giving a right, your personal power. When I hear people refer to themselves as this, and again, you know, um, like you said, Ashley, if somebody you know, connects to the term and they relate to the term and they want to call themselves that, I mean, that's awesome. I mean, everybody needs to do themselves and connect with what they feel connected to, but it just, it really feels disingenuous because it does feel like people are minimizing their life experiences. You know, and there are a lot of people who come to the table with, you know, some natural abilities around like being an empath or things of that nature and they may get a certain read on a situation but they're like oh I'm just a baby witch and you know they're really just totally taking that power away and totally taking their experience away and minimizing that and I really struggle with that personally because I you know I think that needs to be lifted up and not you know pulled down and the other thing that that personally that I have seen is that when people refer to others as a baby witch and they're just like, oh, you're such a cute baby witch, you know, and they really talk down to individuals in that way and use it as a derogatory term. Um, that That is the one that really bothers me because I, I feel that the our new people coming in, like our new witches and people who are walking these paths for the first time are the most important people in our communities because our traditions will die out without them. And so when we're using this term in a derogatory manner to talk down to people, I just find it incredibly disrespectful. Kind of my two cents on that there. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree with you. And I, I, there is definitely the other flip side of it too, of people using the term baby witch in a derogatory way towards those who are beginners. And, you know, again, we're not dissing the person who's on their journey. We're not talking badly of somebody who's a beginner because we were all beginners. We all start out that way. But it just, it, the phrase itself implies that you're not capable of being able to handle things on your own. And people don't give themselves the credit that they deserve for that. And then other people who may be more experienced in the community will say, oh, you're a baby witch. So they may treat you badly. So it just kind of circles back around to this phrase is being looked at badly and then other people who may be more experienced are maybe using this in a bad way to explain people. And it's just, it's just not a great phrase. I would just recommend not using it. Yeah, I've definitely noticed because I do, I do tend to put myself in a lot of communities where a lot of beginners are, especially like on Discord. And I do come into contact with plenty of, you know, people who are new to the craft, people who are experienced in the craft, and I've seen both sides of it. And my main thing that, that I like to, you know, instill in people, especially people who are new to the craft, is, you know, you are just as powerful as anybody else. And yes, you may be scared that and doing something wrong, but honestly, at the end of the day, what, what's the worst gonna, that can happen? Like, at the worst, nothing's going to happen. Because if you don't know what you're doing, you know, you're not going to accidentally summon a demon or, or any of that. Like, usually summoning a demon takes a lot of effort and hours and um, practice to even do. So that's it, there, like, there's nothing horrible that's going to happen to you. You know, if you if you if there are things that you know you're scared about doing, just do it. That's it. that's usually what I, I end up telling my students is very much just like, you know, don't let fear be something that holds you back. And I feel like the using the term baby witch kind of perpetuates that notion in your mind like mentally like oh like i'm still a baby witch i can't do this yet because I'm, i don't have the, this kind of experience or i haven't read this many books and both of those things are kind of irrelevant you're not gonna have experience unless you try it exactly like i completely agree with what you say and i just want to point out especially those who are beginners that you can't summon something that's not already inside of you which is why people need to be giving themselves credit yeah i definitely relate to that and i really like what kim said about you know if you're an empath or if you're coming into it with a 
pre-existing skills, which a lot of people do, right? Like, why would you be called to something if you didn't already feel like you had certain affinity or you're drawn to something, right? And I definitely think you can give away, again, like personal power because you start ignoring your own intuition if you think that someone has something over you or they're more experienced and you might ignore something, you know, I mean, specifically like warning signs of people who are you know, either giving you bad advice or just like leading you down something that you know is wrong. And then on the other side of this too, I feel that people who refer to themselves as baby witches can sometimes, I noticed, um, be sort of coming from a place of expectation where they seem to want to be handed things. And I'm not saying that this is true for everyone. Obviously, this is a very generalized statement, but I do see in some of the beginner groups that I'm in, specifically on like Facebook or even Instagram, where people will be like, hey, I'm a baby witch, blah, blah, blah. Can you help me with this? And then I get messages from people with the same thing where they want me to basically, I mean, it's one thing to ask someone for help or to point them in the right direction or to give them the beginning steps or something like that so they can jump off themselves and know kind of where to go. But it's another thing for you to message me and basically want me to do it for you. And I see that sometimes with people who are referring to themselves as baby witches, um, that they want to be handheld and they don't want to read the books. They don't want to go and do the work themselves. And one of the things about witchcraft that I think makes it so special is that it gives you a lot of independence, but it does require you to take responsibility and to take charge of your own path because there is no church that you can go to and sit at and like be told, be like hand fed what to believe or how to do things. And I think that's great because it gives people a lot of freedom and also a lot of independence, but it also requires a lot of personal responsibility and initiative because it requires you to go off and do things yourself and actually read the books and actually try the thing rather than depend on someone else to do it for you. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think one of the one of the hardest things on this path, you know, any path, not just the Gardnerian path, but any, you know, pagan path is learning to trust your personal instincts and learning to trust your gut. And when we start to minimize our power, you know, we it's, it's hard. I think it puts a barrier in the way almost to, you know, being able to really tap into yourself and be able to learn how to trust your instincts. Because I think it's one of the most important things, you know, especially in witchcraft is, is learning how to trust yourself and knowing that you have this ability. And, you know, as you said, you know, taking the responsibility to, you know, to do the work and to put forth the effort. And I, I just really feel again, that the term uh, baby witch just, it minimizes that because it has such a, it just has that feeling to it. Well, I'm just a baby witch. I, I don't know what I'm talking about and I need your help. And I understand that, you know, from seeker, from a seeker's perspective is, you know, they do need somebody to help guide them down the path, but it's their experience and it's their journey. So they need to actually take control of that as well. And, uh, you know, learning to trust yourself to be able to take that step and to actually walk down that path is super important, uh, in my opinion. Yeah, I think also it kind of brings it back to the whole, like we're, we're taking it back to like the early 2000s, early 90s, you know, talking about the whole like fluffy bunny craze and well, not craze, more like uh, insult. And I will admit, I did tend to use it when I was first coming into the craft as a kind of insult because like, you know, my perspective, my perception of the craft was very, you know, it had to look this certain way. It had to give this certain feel. And that does kind of gatekeep it from other people who don't necessarily view witchcraft to be in that light. And I kind of feel Baby Witch does that 
like does that same thing in the sense of other people viewing you in a lesser sense when that may not necessarily be the case and yeah i just i just feel like it it it, per, it presents like a, a bad foot to the forward and a bad impression upon other people when looking at you like even in if you want to talk about like broader community how people look on wicca exact like for example like we're all viewed for the most part as like we're the fluffy bunny of like the magic of the magical practitioners and you know we I, i'm sure like most of the majority of us can identify with you know we don't feel that personally about our practice but because of the impression that we give off to everybody else that's how we are viewed and that's how we are treated in you know the greater community right and you know i'm happy that you brought that up and Kim, I feel like you might have some something to say about this as well, because I've seen you kind of mention this online before as well. So just moving kind of away from a witchcraft sense, but more of like a Wiccan sense, strictly Wicca, people can call themselves a baby witch and they could be talking about, oh, I practice Wicca. So that's why I'm phrasing it like this. But <laughs> this can also kind of be derogatory to those who are Wiccan. You know, you wouldn't call yourself a baby Baptist if you're getting into that religion or a baby Catholic or a baby Muslim. And I think that the biggest thing is that this whole baby witch ideology relates to an aesthetic. If you look up baby witch on Instagram, you're going to get a bunch of the aesthetic ass pictures. And I've said many, many times on this show, I love the witch aesthetic. Half my closet is the witch aesthetic. I have no problem with that. But I think using the term baby witch is a way to make it sound cute. And it cheapens the religion in, in a way and as somebody who practices this religion I'm not a fan of it I don't like hearing people say baby witch and especially if they're talking about Wicca yeah I definitely relate to that because I feel like um when you sort of I don't want to say you come out as Wiccan on public spaces but like uh, I noticed this specifically on Reddit when I first started on my path toward Wicca and specifically you know Garnerian um I noticed that a lot of people like that are, you know, in traditional witchcraft spaces or like ceremonial magician spaces, like just hate Wiccans. And I definitely see that there's a lot of like hate towards specifically that type of language, like calling yourself a baby witch or a white witch or, you know, the whole like harm none thing that seems to be a theme. And I think baby witch is sort of like using that language to me just sort of perpetuates this, what I would call a myth <laughs> of like, um, just sort of, I don't know, like white watered down witchcraft, which it isn't really true, um, in my opinion about Wicca, but I, I do see that perpetuating kind of a stereotype. Um, and I, you know, I'm just like you, Ashley, too, in terms of like, you know, the aesthetic, like I love aesthetic witchcraft, you know, um, I think that there's a lot to be said about making spaces beautiful, but I also think that it's important that we promote um, you know, because this is a religion and it is sacred to me that it's not something that's shallow, that's like, you know, only on the surface. Yeah, I am with you guys. I love all the, all things witchy. I love the aesthetic witchcraft. I love, you know, all everything to do with it. And but this does feel like, like you're saying earlier that it's it, it kind of feels like that fluffy bunny term. And it does feel like it minimizes it definitely minimizes the journey for me, you know, in my experience of it. And it also minimizes the work and the effort that needs to be put in. It, it feels, it, it feels like somebody is just playing at being a witch. And I, I, 
and I apologize again if that offends anybody, but it's how it feels to me in the sense that, you know, you have to use that term. I understand if somebody is a new witch. I understand if somebody is, um, you know, beginning their path. It, it just feels like somebody is playing with witchcraft and it feels like uh, kind of like the Hollywood witchcraft and the, the stereotypes that come along with that. For me, that's how it feels. And so I don't know if anybody else um, has experienced that as well, but uh, it's just how, how I perceive people when they're utilizing that word or that term. Yeah. I think it cheapens the experience and it's like what you were saying. It kind of cheapens how much work and effort actually goes into practicing the craft and getting involved in this because it's not something that you just overnight learn all the things and know how to summon a demon. Like Azazel was saying earlier, (laughs) you know, there's a lot of time. There's a lot of effort, a lot of practice that goes into this. And it's not just, you know, you went to Hot Topic and bought a shirt with the triple moon on it and you're instantly a witch. There is work that goes behind it. Again, I love the witch aesthetic, but when people use the term baby witch, I just feel like it cheapens it. And I'm I'm just not a fan of it. Yeah, as someone who lives in California and is part of a Hollywood-based coven, you know, I think that to a certain extent, the aesthetic witchcraft is not... Not to say it's not real, but it doesn't always pan out that way in real life. And it's important to note that, you know, I mean, it's great to enjoy the beauty of things and wherever possible incorporate that into your witchcraft insofar that it is possible. But I think it's important to remember that, again, this is a religion. It's not purely there for beauty or like online street cred (laughs) of like how cool something looks versus Um, the actual function and um, sacredness of what somebody is doing in terms of their religion. Because uh, I think people can forget that when they use terms like spirituality. Um, And, you know, maybe that is like, I understand people like to distance themselves from the term religion because they don't like that word. But at the end of the day, for me, Wicca is my religion. And so it is not something that is just like surface playing only, you know, on the surface level for the sake of what it looks like it is something that's very near and dear to my heart and not something that I would like say is just on the surface if that makes sense oh it it absolutely makes sense and you know that one of the things is when when we're looking for people you know to come into our outer court and to actually start to do the work um, towards initiation uh, we're looking for people who are going to at some point uh, be really competent priests and priestesses within our craft and it it just doesn't feel again, you know, like using that term, like bringing a baby witch in, uh, it really feels like we're going to have a whole lot of work to do. Um, and you know, that there's going to be a lot of handholding and things of that nature. And that's just not, it's not a part, it's not what we do. I mean, like we've said before, you know, there's a lot of work that goes into this and to work towards becoming a really strong priest and priestess of our craft, you know, it does take a lot of work. And I just, you know, again, that term baby witch just doesn't, fit in my opinion with what it is that I would personally be looking for in a student coming in. I think it's it's also important to note that we're not necessarily saying that your craft has to look like our craft for it to be right or for it to be authentic. 
I think what we're mostly just trying to say is, you know, you have the power within yourself to do whatever it is that you want to do. And having this mental idea of limiting yourself to being a baby witch, it doesn't let you reach that potential. And whatever it is that your path is, whether it be traditional Wicca, whether it be eclectic Wicca or some other type of witchcraft, have the confidence within yourself to, you know, fully practice it with all the responsibility that it comes with teaching yourself and, you know, reading whatever books that you need to and watching whatever videos that you need to or gaining information so that you can better yourself. And in no way are we trying to lessen your experiences or lessen your identity. We just wait. I think for the most part, what we're all trying to say is like, we want to bring you up and, you know, you're, you're, you're at the same level as us and we want you to realize that. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I think that's definitely the point of this. I like what you said about like, we're not trying to diminish anyone's practice. I think the important thing too, is like, if it's sacred to you, if it means something to you, then like, know that you don't have to validate your practice or your beliefs to anyone else. Like you have no obligation to tell someone else that what they, uh, what you're doing uh, is valid or because it is, if it means something to you, if it, if it brings you fulfillment, that's really all that matters. And you have no obligation to, you know, sit there and try and um, validate what you're doing to other people at any point in time at all. And definitely, I think you should know that, like, you have just as much a right to be here as anybody else. And you are on equal playing field with everybody else, no matter what knowledge you have or don't have. But, you know, I mean, just like any relationship, if someone has knowledge that I want, you know, obviously approach that person with respect um, in the same way that you would want respect that doesn't mean that you're lower than them it just means that you're coming to them with humility and you know openness and respect just like you would expect somebody to come to you if they wanted to um, interact with you um, and I really like what Kim had to say about like you know they're being hand-holding or whatever and and you know being part of a new group and witchcraft being hard work I know specifically when it comes to initiatory paths this is definitely true I often uh, laugh with my boyfriend about it because he always says like oh I didn't realize that you becoming Wiccan was going to be so dedicated and I laugh about it because I I, re I watch all those like dangers of falling into witchcraft videos because I kind of find them entertaining um, but it always makes me kind of giggle a little bit because it's like you can't really fall into witchcraft. Like it's so much work that I feel like it would just, it wouldn't happen that way. Like it, there's too much dedication required to this path that it, you just wouldn't, you wouldn't fall into it. <laughs> yeah. I, I will say I, I fell into it in the sense of things just added up to me finding where I am now. But once I got on the track and found my my outer court, there was a lot of work that went into that. There was no more falling into that. There was, okay, now is the time to buckle down and get to work. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, ultimately, it's like what I said in the beginning. If you want to use the term baby witch, if you feel like that's what you identify with, that is fine. It's your life to live. It's, it's your identity. You have no obligation to explain yourself to anybody else. But the whole point of this episode is really just to explain why that term is not looked at in the best way and how other people may take you if you're saying that term, especially in these online forums, because a lot of people, especially those who are beginners, may not be aware that it's not seen in the best light. But 
if you are using the term baby witch and you're after this episode thinking, oh, maybe I should use a different term. There are plenty of other things that you could say. You could say you're a student, you're a beginner, you're new, you're a novice. Shit, you can even say newbie and I'd be fine with that. <laughs> like, like just the actual term baby witch itself is it comes off very cringy. And I think people need to give themselves more credit than that. I completely agree. The other thing, I also get the song Baby Shark stuck in my head. And I am constantly like, ah, I've got this earworm now, but I'm singing (laughs) Baby Witch. And, you know, so I need to move past that too. I think everybody listening to this episode is now going to be cursed with Baby Witch (laughs) stuck in their head instead of Baby Shark. I also wanted to add real quick that, you know, like even being a high priest in my coven and having students, even though all of my students that have come to me, you know, all of them are fresh to the craft and they weren't really like they may have had like a little bit of knowledge, but even still, I have learned so much from them, even being beginners from my like, what, 15 years of practice that, you know, we're still able to see amongst ourselves as equals. And, you know, no matter what your experience level level is, we can still teach each other anything. Yeah. And I think that's really important too. that. And I've mentioned this in a previous episode that people get lost on this idea of when they're especially going into a coven and they may have an HP and HPS or a high priest and a high priestess or one of one of them, at least (laughs) they sometimes can be put up on a pedestal. And that's great. You know, they are your teachers, you're learning from them. But if you're progressing through initiatory Wicca, there is the goal, perhaps, if that's what you want to end up doing, is that they're going to become your peers. So you don't want to put them on this huge pedestal that they're the king and queen and they rule everything and you wait on them ham and foot, because that's not what this is about. <laughs> it's about learning for them to one day be a peer with them. Yeah, I definitely relate to that. And I think too, um, a good side note to what you said about, you know, some the teachers eventually becoming your peers is that I've noticed that the mark of a good teacher is that they're always humble. And at least in the mentors that I have and the people that I admire and look up to in this space are always the first ones to basically come out and say like, hey, I'm not perfect. I don't know everything. There's a lot I don't know. Or they're willing to say, um, I don't know the answer to that question, but let's find out. Or let me find out for you. Or let's look it up together. You know, and they're humble enough that they're open with others in admitting that they are not the end-all be-all when it comes to witchcraft or otherwise, and that they are willing to learn more. And I think that like really fosters a good learning environment for people, especially, I mean, specifically for me, what I've experienced. And it definitely made me feel better about not knowing everything and not feeling like I had to know everything or act like I knew everything uh, or like I needed credibility. I, I think it absolutely makes sense. And I just wanted to touch on a couple of points real quick. You know, when you, when you talk about, you know, us being equals and us learning from each other, I think that's a really powerful point because, even new witches coming into covens and new students coming into covens, sometimes they do come with with good experience and past experience, you know, within astrology or tarot. Um, I've learned so much from my students, um, and I am blessed to have some really amazing people within the coven because, you know, without them, I wouldn't learn. And, you know, I wouldn't continue to learn as much as I am because they push me to grow as well. 
And Ashley, when you were talking about not putting your priest and priestess on a pedestal, I, I just think that's such wise advice because we will inevitably fall off those. And uh, that is a very hard fall and it hurts a lot. And, uh, you know, not just us as the priest or priestess of the coven, but also the individual, um, you know, who put us there because we end up failing expectations that we didn't even know that they had in place for us. And that, and that's really hard and could really create a lot of issues on individual journeys. Yeah, absolutely. And this then goes back to, you know, we're talking about how the teachers that you learn from, they will hopefully one day become your peers. And this then leads back to what I was saying in the beginning, when you're going on these forums and you're telling people that you're a baby witch, you can very easily be taken advantage of by people who are on there saying, oh, well, send me a message and oh, like, I'll tell you how to do this. I'll tell you how to do that. And many times those people do not have good intentions. Yeah. And I think I kind of mentioned this earlier, but that you just illustrated like exactly what I was trying to express earlier about, um, you know, people telling you like, oh, you have to do it this way, or this is the thing you have to do to get this or withholding information and gatekeeping in a way that is predatory. And not just like, you know, in a way that's like helping you learn, if that makes sense, or in, in an initiatory sense, but just saying that you have to do this thing to get this thing from me, you know, um, specifically, you know, predatory leaders of groups who, you know, are doing things that are like really unsavory kind of opens you up to that. And so I would be definitely wary of that. I'm not saying it's everywhere and I don't want to freak people out. But at the same time, any space that you're in is going to have people that are unsavory and you want to be aware of that. All right. So anybody have anything else they'd like to add? Uh, One thing I want to add is you guys are awesome. And thank you guys for listening to us ramble. (laughs) You know, embrace your power, embrace your strength, and we're all doing the best we can. Exactly what Azazel said. Yeah, we're all in this together. And I think I, you know, I think all of us here for sure are open to helping other people too. So if you see any of us online uh, you know like even in in any space most people I would say in the witchcraft community are very for the majority willing to help other people and we're all in this together and I think we enjoy sharing other things with each other and we get excited because it's something we're all passionate about and so you know don't be afraid to join in the community and be a part of it as an equal and really dig in because I think we all want those, you know, we want more people to be here and so that we can learn from them, just like Kim was saying. Yeah, I agree with everything you both just said. And, you know, I just want to add to that just to say, you know, it, this is your experience. You know, again, if you want to own that term and you want to use that term, that is completely up to you. Um, you know, my thing is just, you know, respect, respect how you're feeling and, you know, respect your journey, because that is one of the most important things, in my opinion, um, with walking this path is just honoring yourself and who you are as a witch. And, you know, again, you know, as everybody else said, you know, just uh, uh, if you see us online, we love to share experiences and we love to share stories. And I also love to hear them um, because, again, you know, we continue to learn and we continue to develop and grow ourselves. And hopefully that never stops. It should never stop. You know, so we love to hear the stories as well. Thank you guys for coming on. I just I guess to wrap this up with my final two cents or summarizing what we just talked about you know, you guys are free to identify whoever you want. It's your journey. It's your path. But I hope that just by listening to this episode today, you kind of understand where we're coming from with this term. We're not talking badly about the person behind the screen who's using this. We're talking about the actual phrase itself. And we don't want to see anybody get taken advantage of. We don't want to see people discrediting themselves and giving up their power, even if you're not thinking that that's what's happening. We just want you to own yourself and 
own what you can do and don't sell yourself short because there's people out there who will take advantage of that. Okay. So I guess with that being said, we'll end the episode. So uh, Tiana, uh, Azazel or Kim, do you guys have any information if anybody ever wants to reach out to you, any social media pages or anything? Uh, no, I don't have any pages or anything, but I am Kim Gardner on Facebook and um, Ravens Lenore on Instagram and can be reached there. And I think I mentioned in previous episodes, but just in case you guys didn't hear those, I have a podcast. It's called The Christian and the Witch, and we're on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and I think a bunch of other podcast platforms where you can check that out. Um, I'm also on Instagram at The Christian and the Witch, or if you like Queen Beauty at Storybook Beauty. And you can find me on um, Instagram under Azazel or Hook and Horn Photography. And I also do have, it's not ready yet, but uh, I do have a podcast of my own coming up called The Feast of Torches, in which I will be discussing commentary on like a lot of different things in the craft, whether it be, you know, old style witchcraft to more modern uh, practices. Um, so look out for that. Uh, and thank you guys for listening. Awesome. And you guys can find me as always on Facebook at Seeking Witchcraft Podcast, on Twitter at Seek Witchcraft, Instagram Seeking Witchcraft, or my Facebook group, which is Seeking Witchcraft. And I have a Patreon. So thank you guys to all the people who support the Patreon. I really appreciate it. Super close to getting a mic. I cannot wait. <laughs> Still recording these either off my phone or like using an old pair of skull candy head, like earbuds. It's a lot. But here we are. Um, but yeah, so thank you guys so much for listening. I will put everybody's social information that they would like to share in the description for this episode. And I'll talk to you all soon. Bye. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.